We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, I'm the captivating, motivating, tentilating, and money-making Dr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I got my main man, Mr. Paulo Ching in the building. Paul, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up to the people, man? Glad to be back. And as y'all know, by the way, Carl's back on the pod. Y'all pray for this dude, man. <laughs> um, he, he ain't feeling too good today, but today's episode is going to be fire um we got we got i know i say this a lot but we got somebody who's really gonna give you all the game um so just pen and paper y'all you already know the drill pen and paper yes sir so with that being said um you know we always love to give our guests a a very warm welcome before we get started we have a, a lady boss in the building today uh she's gonna teach us about what she's been doing as far as real estate and taxes and She's been killing it in that field. So without further ado, I do want to go ahead and introduce our guest for today. We have the lovely Miss Nita Hester in the building. Nita, what's up? How you feeling? Hey, how you guys doing today? <laughs> doing good. Welcome to OTC. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me tonight. Absolutely. So let's hop right into it, right? Because we like to be respectful of your time. We know you got things mm-hmm. to do. With that being said, just right out the gate, you know, we always kind of like to start with the why, because a lot of what we've created and what we build stems from our why. And so for you, tell us, like, why did you choose to get into this field that you're in now with real estate and and the taxes? Kind of take us on that journey of how you started and how you got here. Well, So actually what I do is I buy property off the real estate tax sales. They're usually in the form of an auction. Um, Sometimes they're monthly, weekly, annually. And um, the reason I got into it is outside of being obsessed with real estate, it's just like an entry level, you know, gateway into real estate. So I feel that anyone with a nine to five or, you know, anyone who's got, you know, good credit or, you know, different credit limits where they can just spare some money towards a tax sale auction is an entry level way into real estate. And I think that anyone can do it. So that's why I really want to, you know, get the information out there so that everyone can at least try to invest in to their own property. So with that being said, like, how, how did you even stumble upon this, right? Like, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you learn about this? Cause I, I think sometimes one of the problems from a standpoint of like being an an entrepreneur or someone who has aspirations of being an entrepreneur and building something is like, we don't know what we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for you, what was that process like, you know, being able to kind of understand like, okay, this is a, a lower barrier of entry in terms of real estate, you know, as opposed to other avenues and and what was it that piqued your interest about this specific form of real estate investing? Well, actually, I um I found out about the tax sales from 
when I was younger. So I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. And growing up, like my family always talked about the tax sale. You know, it was like a thing, but I, obviously I didn't know what it was. So um, quite a bit of my family members were, you know, getting a lot of properties for like under $1,000, like actual deeds to properties and then, you know, flipping and selling. So once I got a little older, um, I started to dig around into the information and find out more about it. And then um, I really got interested when uh, my childhood home was foreclosed because of property taxes. And so it was all like, you know, it was so relatable and it was it was more personable then. So I really had to dig and find out, okay, it's going to the auction that everyone talks about, you know? And um, from there, I just kind of dug around and found out everything it was to find out about it on the, you know, being a, a purchaser, uh, bidding at the auction, um, losing a property, you know, talking about the surplus funds. It, there's so many angles, you know, surrounding it. There's so many ways to get money <laughs> around a tax sale. So um, I just became consumed with it because at that point it was personal. So that's, and then here I am today. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up um, that you got into and you kind of grew up around it. So let me ask this question just for the people that don't really know what tax sales is. Because right now, you know, like if I'm coming to this thing fresh, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to hear tax sales. And I don't even know like what that means, how that relates to real estate. What do you mean I can buy a property fund a thousand dollars? Like kind of just break it down for people a little bit so they can better mm -hmm. understand how those tax sales work. So basically um, when you own your house or you pay a mortgage or whatnot, you have to pay property taxes also. But if you don't pay those property taxes, um, which when you pay them, they go towards the county and the county use those funds to fund like emergency services, uh, ambulance, not ambulance, fire trucks and police department, schools, roadways. They use those funds to, you know, fund all the stuff, you know, in the community. So when you don't pay those taxes, there's like a deficit or they have to figure out another way to get the money in. So after so long, what they'll do is they'll put your property up for auction because they'll have the highest lien. Like no other lien is higher than like that county's lien. So they can do whatever they want with your property. So they'll either issue a tax lien certificate, which is basically you're purchasing the lien that the county is putting on the house. And you'll hold on to that um, You'll hold on to that for a certain amount of time and the homeowner can either pay you back, you know, for paying their property taxes. The thing is, if they pay you back, then you get interest on top of it. They get everything you paid out of pocket plus interest. Um, if they never pay you back, then you can foreclose on the home and then, you know, go through the proper process to, you know, take over ownership. The second option is through a tax deed. So the next, um, the county will either issue a tax lien certificate or an actual tax deed. And that's when you go to the auction. And if you win, you outright own the property. 
So you don't have to wait a certain amount of time to claim ownership or any of that. You, you don't have to go through all that. It's either one or the other. So um, I really focus more on the tax D side because it's more, it's, it's quicker, it's um, more immediate. Um, you get the possession of the property, ownership, everything. Um, now there are some caveats to it. Like sometimes liens, other liens can survive the sale. You know, most of the time, if there's a mortgage on the property, that's also wiped out during a sale. Um, sometimes mechanics liens are wiped out. If there's like code enforcement um, violations or whatnot, most of the time those are wiped out. Um, only if there's like not any, if there's any federal liens, you know, something like that, you probably have to deal with that afterwards, you know, but um, I personally haven't ran into those problems, but, um, you know, so it's kind of been smooth selling for me, but um, yeah, so those are the two options and, you know, you take and do what you want with the property, you turn it into a rental or you go ahead and flip it. So the process is pretty simple in theory, but like once you get into it, then you'll start realizing like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that, you know, make sure you go buy the property. They don't, you don't really, they don't auction off the actual property. They auction off the parcel. So if you don't know what a parcel is, it's like the county takes, you know, a piece of land and they divide it up into, you know, um, smaller areas of land and what they sell you is a parcel and whatever structures are associated with that parcel you you know you claim ownership to that so it's very easy for you to bid on a parcel that doesn't have a house on it <laughs> so um sometimes it can say that there's a property but that property may be on the um demolition list so you really have to do your due diligence when you're bidding you got to make sure you know everything is exactly what you think it is before you bid on it or you know you, you don't get your money back so you know you kind of stuck with it so that's that's in short what um what a tax it has nothing to do with like taxes you pay is just literally just property taxes property taxes and then they turn it into like an auction to auction off the property the land you know Okay. I feel like we're about to wax deep a little bit here, but I got a couple follow-up questions because naturally, <laughs> okay. like you said one thing in particular, um, and it stuck out to me because I know somebody else has to be thinking it, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where we may need some clarification. So it's okay. like a two-part question. So what you're saying is like, say somebody goes to an auction, gets a tax deed, mm -hmm. right? And they purchase it and just say it's like some property on there. So even if that person is paying their mortgage on time, if they don't pay their taxes, I don't know how it works. But if they don't pay their taxes, the county could be like, well, we're just going to put this up for sale, um, the parcel. But then the property itself, I guess, comes with the sale of the tax deed. Yeah. So actually, like if you're paying a mortgage, usually when you pay a mortgage, um, the mortgage company will take will take the payment for the tax. They'll pay the tax like it's all in escrow. They'll pay the taxes for you. So normally that's not a, a big problem. Usually when people don't pay their taxes is because they're not paying their mortgage. So that's where the mortgage balance comes into place. They're, they, they're not paying their mortgage. So that's why their taxes aren't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I got you. So yeah. then the, the, the backup question was that is one, when you take over the deed, what happens with the people that live there? Um, so you'll have to serve them with an eviction notice or um a lot of times the property is vacant, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. A lot of times it's vacant. Um it may be um uh, corporations who had like rental property that just don't want the property anymore, so they just stop, you know, paying on it or um a lot of times people that rent from a house, the property owner just isn't paying the taxes on it. So you think you you paying rent, but you know, the owner's not doing their part or the landlord or whatever. So yeah, but you'll have to go through an eviction process. I also haven't run into that issue either because the properties I've come into have haven't had like tenants in it. Um at all, which I would assume would be a, a quick fix. I'm sure if anyone is living there, if you offer them, you know, a little bit of money, they they take it and go ahead on, and you wouldn't have to go through all the process. But if you do, you know, it's not it's not a big deal. Um, you're getting a property for a fraction of the value. So for me, it, it just makes sense. I don't know why everyone doesn't know about it. So let's talk about that. Everybody, even with people not knowing about it, for, for the listeners that will hear this episode and they're like, like that sounds dope, but where do I even start? What does that process look like? Like, how do you go about like finding places? Is it just as simple as a Google search? Like, is there a certain database? Kind of walk us through that a little bit. So every single county in America has tax sales every county every county has, has some somebody in that county is delinquent on their taxes <laughs> and they got and they got to figure out how to get them how to get the money you know so it's as simple as looking up the county that you're interested in purchasing in and um googling like this particular county's tax sale you know tax sale list tax and what will happen is, um, or you can go to their treasurer's uh, website, the treasurer's website or the tax collector's website, and there should be a list as far as like um, delinquent or foreclosures or tax sales. And, you know, you follow those links and you'll get to like the sales procedures and then you'll find out if they do tax deeds or if they do tax lien certificates or if they or if they only do one or the other. So you'll find out more. Every single county is totally different. Like the neighboring county will have a total different sales procedure than, you know, whatever the one you're interested in. So due diligence is key. Like you have to start with, um, what I recommend is pick a region. If you wanna be in Philly or if you wanna be in like North Carolina, South Carolina, like stay there and learn their whole process and build relationships so that you can be successful at it, you know? So I chose Cleveland. Now, Cleveland is my hometown. So obviously that's where a lot of my resources are. So I don't have to be there all the time to check up on this or check up on that. But um, if I want something done, it's just a phone call away. So I recommend if you want to get into a, um, a city or a county that you don't live in, then you know you gotta you gotta build relationships or 
you got to start somewhere and build your team. Build your team. So I'm over here, like, as we're talking, just doing it for my Connie, just to see, like, you know, what that what that looks like. So here, here's another question, too. Um, I know, you know, when we spoke before, you said some counties are like, you got to do it in person. Some can, like, be online, right? Um, mm -hmm. What are some things, like, if there's, like, some must-do, some top three things that somebody needs to make sure they got together, right, to be able to partake in, like, a tax deed auction or a sale, what would those things be? Top three things. Okay. I would um, make sure you've seen the house in person. Do not rely on the internet because they will lie to you. <laughs> Google will, like if you put in an address in Google, the last time that the, you know, the Google drive-by may be three years ago. So again, like that house may be demolished already. Um, so if you can't do it yourself, get boots on the ground, pay someone, you know, put it out on Facebook or figure out how you can get someone out there to take a picture or video to make sure that there's something there. If you're interested in buying a house and not just land, um, if you're interested in getting land before you get it, you know, make sure you maybe call down to the uh, building and housing and see, make sure that land is buildable, you know. Some areas are dirt cheap because you can't do nothing. It's, um, they call it like land that you can't use or, or whatever. I can't think of the term, but like the soil might be too soft or it might be in an area where you just can't build houses or whatnot. So um, doing stuff like that helps. Um, outside of that, doing uh, like using the county's GIS system so they'll show like an aerial view so the gis system is the is like the geographical information system so you can type in you know the cab county gis system and put in a parcel number or an address and all the information for that property will come up and you can do like satellite view aerial view um you can you know see everything that's around there um, another thing I like to do is using Google because, you know, a lot of times that's much clearer or easier to navigate. See what the neighborhood looks like from Google if you're not there. See what the neighborhood looks like. See how the neighbors keep their lawns. See what the road, the street looks like, the driveways. Um, that'll tell you a little bit more about the neighborhood if, you know, it's not somewhere you can just drive by if it's not local. See if there's any businesses nearby um that all helps because then you know just being transparent you know if you are buying in a hood or if you're buying in you know a good you know a more up neighborhood you know so that helps too like every resource that you can use to figure out what the numbers will be and you know what type of area you going going you know interested in use all of them together and then make a decision so Typically when I bid, it might be a list of like 80, 90 properties. Like I'll go and check out, I might be only interested in like five or six, but I'll check out maybe like 20 because if my five or six are gone or, out, or I'm outbid, 
I got another 15 that I'm already like already done the due diligence on. So what happens with new investors is they'll get antsy. You know, you don't want to um, be like, oh, I got this money. I got to leave here with something, you know, and then you bid on something that you hadn't even checked out. So that way you kind of got like a little bit of a cushion. So you you have other options to bid on. Um, those are a few things, a little more than three, but <laughs> appreciate that. Quick follow up, though, um, just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. So when you go to bid, right, for you specifically, do you have like a cap limit on how much you're willing to spend out of the auction? Because um, I know like I'm looking at this list right now, for example, in my county, and I'm seeing people are building bidding from like two grand all the way up to like 80 grand. Right. Mm -hmm. For you, like, you know, what, what are the rules you set for yourself? And then like, if somebody's trying to figure out that strategy for them, what rules should they start to think about? Like, yo, this is how much I should be willing to spend and not go with that. Like you said, I got to leave here with some mentality. So typically I like to set my budget at 20,000. If I'm, if I know I'm bidding in like the neighborhood, you know, and with those, the properties usually start less than 10,000. So if the if the um, opening bid is less than 10,000, like eight or 9,000, then I know I got like a little bit of a cushion before I reach, you know, a limit that I'm not going to go over. Um, but it does depend on the area, what's nearby and, you know, all that stuff. If it's like um, the suburbs, you know, you know that the house is in probably like a much better shape. So those numbers can be different. But the houses in the neighborhood usually are vacant. So that's just kind of, just kind of like easier to get in there before you get all the paperwork back because you don't have to deal with tenants or, you know, any of that stuff. So. So I wanna, I wanna backtrack a little bit because you said something earlier um, and you you alluded to, to to what it is as well, but I'm just thinking from a standpoint of people who may not know the terminology and may not know how to go about doing it for, for yourself, whenever you're looking at investing somewhere where you may not be able to physically be there, um, what are some ways that you go about making sure that you have boots in the ground? Like, are you, are you, finding people via a certain platform and, and paying them to, to be present? Like, what is your process as far as that goes? And then I guess explain to what boots in the ground means for people that are like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> so first off, boots on the ground is like someone that you trust to go and, you know, do the work that you can't do because you're out of, out of state, you know? Um, and to be honest with you, I just found a new person that can do all that for me because I had like family going and look at houses, but you know, you want to get things in order so that you have a team so you can, you know, just have things in order or automated or whatnot. So it's not your family's job to really do that consistently week after week. So I, um, utilize like my human resources from networking I have an investor that's in Cleveland who's also a realtor and a property manager and I use her to go and look at all my properties because that's what she does anyway um, doing property management she looks at properties all day so 
we teamed up and that's what she does for me now. Whatever list I send her, you know, she sends back um, all the pictures, tell me what she thinks, tell me, you know, whatever amount that she, you know, thinks is ideal for spending on it. Like she gives me all the insight as if I was there myself. So that works for me. Like literally utilizing your resources, networking, going to um, RIA meetings, going to the auction itself, you can meet a lot of people um, when it's in person. If not, go to Facebook groups. Um, every city every city has a, a like a group where you can post or, or um, comment about houses that are for sale, for rent, for lease, all that type of stuff where people are talking about real estate and, and there will be a good place to start and ask like, hey, I'm looking to buy over in this area with someone here, be able to um, look at some properties for me. You know, I'm willing to pay this amount of money. So you kind of got to do with, you got to start with the resources you already have, you know, um, when you don't know what to do, you just got to start and put it out there. That's what I would do if I didn't have, if I wasn't working in Cleveland. Um, so here, here's another question, right? Say, and this is more so from like being able to leverage yourself. Mm -hmm. One, um, when you do like tax auctions, does it like vary kind of by county? What I mean by that is like how you pay. Does it matter? Could you put that joint on a credit card? Could you put it on your debit card? Could you put that in cash? Like, does it does it vary? And the reason why I ask this, because more so like if somebody doesn't have 20K in the bank right now, but they want to get into it, like what are their options? So, no, you cannot use your credit card <laughs> um, directly. So this is, I don't want to lose anybody here. So, um, <laughs> so actually what I do is use my credit card all the time, but I don't use the credit card to, um, like you can't buy it online. So the ways that they want the money is either in cash, um, not cash, money order, checks, certified checks, that is. Um, there, there may be like one or two that will accept a credit card, but um, since that's not like the general, you know, population of sales, you know, we're just going to exclude that. But um, yeah, they want certified funds. So you either have to pay it online or deliver it, mail it in or um, pay it in person. So what I do is I have a high limit credit cards and I liquidate them. So I pull the money off my credit cards and I use that cash to pay for the properties and to do um, the rehab for the rehab budget. So while I'm using the money off the credit cards, I'm also gaining reward points for, you know, my credit card to do, it's like I'm using the same money. I'm using the money and gaining money, you know, at the same time. It just makes sense. If you got to do a rehab and you got to go to Home Depot and Lowe's and all that, um, use your credit card because you're going to get the most rewards from that anyway. You got to spend the money anyway. So that's another thing. That's why I say like, if you do have the money or if you do have credit, then you can get started because even if you don't buy a house, because it doesn't have to be 20000 even if you don't buy a house, you can buy tax lien certificates. You can just put 
you know, 500 bucks aside every month or every two weeks and say, hey, I'm going to invest in a tax lien certificate. It might be redeemable in a year. So if you do that, you know, twice every single month, by the time 2024 comes around, you'll have like two um, lien certificates that you're going to foreclose on that you might end up with a property with one or the other every single month. So you kind of like planting a seed for the future where you can, you have opportunity to collect on maybe 24 houses next year. So it's whatever strategy works for you. If you don't have the money for a tax deed auction, go to tax lien certificate route. It's a win-win either way you go. You know, you're either going to get your money back or you're going to get a property. So I, you know, it's better than leaving your money in the bank. A lot of these states, they have, you know, they're 12%, 15%, 18, 25, 36. But your savings account, what are you going to get? Like three cents at the end of the year? <laughs> That's not going to help us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the information has to get out. So I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit just because I feel like it's always important to to kind of let listeners get like a glimpse inside like your mind, you know, your mindset and what you have going on um, aside from just the execution phase. So for you, like, what would you say, you know, are your top three success habits that you have that you've been able to kind of build up that allows you to execute at a high level? Man, really, the the one, the one is consistency, consistency, like, you have to have to have to be consistent, you know, how many auctions I've been at and left empty handed, and, you know, the next person could be discouraged, but I know that's not my time, you know, I don't want to go over budget, or I don't, I don't want to do anything, I'm not emotionally attached. So in these people get into bidding wars and before you know it, hey, you $10,000 over, now you got to figure out how to pay for it. So um, being consistent, I'm on the auction every single week, every single week I'm on the auction. I've checked out stuff, even if um, I don't, even if I don't uh, have some houses checked out or that I'm interested in, I'm still interested in seeing what's the trend. Are there houses going unsold? Are there what how much more over the opening bid are they uh, purchasing these houses? You know, so I know like towards the holiday season is when a lot of people kind of scale back because they're spending so much money, you know, out for their families and whatnot. So people not focusing on buying property. So it's a good time to get in and get stuff for a lower price. Um being consistent. If, if this is something you want to do, the only way to get better at it is to continue to do it. Like you have to be intentional about the outcome that you want. So if you're not doing that, it's you can't jump around with it. You you you'll miss out. And I've missed out before. So I know, you know, I um there was a property I really wanted and it the it the opening bid was like uh nine thousand dollars. But um I didn't have someone to go out and check it out for me to make sure it was there. And it didn't sell. It didn't sell at all. So that means 
I could have bid it on it and got it for the opening bid. Now, mind you, if my budget was 20000 you know, if I got it at 9000 I'm winning, you know? So when properties don't sell, they'll be re-offered two weeks later. Two weeks later, it sold for $18,000. I felt like I missed out. That was an opportunity I missed. So have to be consistent. And you have to get the right people on your team to make sure that you're successful at what you're trying to do. So that's that's really the biggest, the biggest one, you know, really the only one. Another kind of into your mind question I want to ask, you know, is if you could go back to when you first started doing this, right? When you first started being an entrepreneur with what mm -hmm. you know now, right? At your age, mm -hmm. what's something that you would tell the younger Nita that would probably help propel her to get to where you are faster? Oh, man. I wish... I had done a lot more due diligence about all of this tax sales because um, I feel like right now it's getting kind of popular. So it's driving up prices and whatnot. But um, I wish I knew more about it sooner, more about it sooner. I would have um, trusted my gut and went ahead and started uh, looking more into it sooner than when we were losing our family home, you know, that really, I knew quite a bit before then, but that really propelled me to dive deep, you know? So if I had got into it much sooner than that, man, I don't, I don't know where I'd be right now. <laughs> I have a, a whole lot more, um, to, I, I'm sure I would have experienced a lot more, you know, but just as soon as you get a thought about something, find out all the answers right away, right away. Because I knew about uh, tax lien certificates and um, I just didn't understand it. You know, when you're on these uh, county websites, it's a lot of jargon that, you know, reg you know, regular people don't understand if it's not your field or whatnot. So it's hard to understand different codes and whatnot. And then, you know, you got to call the county consistently all day to get the answers that you're looking for. And it's time consuming. So I wish that I would have um, done the legwork a lot sooner. Yeah. Let's kind of transition a little bit and talk a little bit about something that either is coming out or has come out already, right? Um, word has it on the street that you've now become an author. So kind of break down to us you know, what you're working on, how people can get it, all the details about that. So, <laughs> so I um, wrote a book. It's called Tax, it's called Tell All Tax Sale. And basically, I'm telling you everything you need to know about the tax sale, giving away uh, resources for where you can go and register for different sales. Um telling you about the tax lien certificates and what states have them, at what percentage, and a little bit more about how you can use your credit card to purchase, you know, liens or deeds. And um, I just really wanted to get the information's out there, but 
I wanted to get the right information out there, you know, somewhat of a guide for anyone who is interested in using their nine to five income or their credit limit, um, just to get in the doorway, get get their feet wet into real estate. Um, because it's something I wish that I had when I was younger. You know, I wish somebody gave me a blueprint. So here it is. And it's it's out. It's gonna be on um Amazon pretty soon. It's not there yet, but it will be um hopefully in the next week or so. But it is um out for sale on my Instagram page, which is yeah, it's Nita, it's in the bio. So you can click there and grab your purchase of my book so you can be on your way and enter into 2023, you know, getting your first property. Nita, this was this was nice. Um <laughs> would y'all believe she she's shy? You couldn't tell, right? I couldn't tell. She's if if you're not watching right now on video, she's hiding her face. Um <laughs> But no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, you know, we appreciate you. You gave so many gems and so much game um during the episode. And, you know, look forward to seeing you continue to to level up and continue to build like you have been doing. Um, but with that being said, you mentioned it already, but we're gonna do it one more time just to make sure, you know, for those who may not have been listening, they get it. What's some uh, contact information or social media info that you want to leave for the people to find you? So my um, Instagram page is Yeah, it's Nita. That's Y-E-A-I-T-S-N-I-T-A. And if you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and um, send me a message. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask them in my DMs. I respond to everybody. Um, let me know what you think about you know, some of the things that I've said and if you have any questions, but um, my book is called Tax Sale Tell All and that is in my bio, in the link in my bio. And um, yeah, let me know that you listen to the podcast. I'm really excited to hear from you guys and answer any questions that you have. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, we're definitely going to chop it up a little bit after the episode. To our lovely listeners, hit Nita up, ask your questions, slide in the DMs. Um, she looks like she's very willing to help you guys, so make sure that you take her up on that offer. Until next time, guys, we appreciate you. Peace. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.